this special Friday edition of Brains World. Friend of the show, Shaven St. Vic is here. The avid CM Punk fans are to brain about CM Punk and Randy Orange return to WWE. They break down all things NFL, including some off-season drama for the Bears, Patriots, what to do with the Browns, Eagles Niners rematch, the NFC Championship game. Then they go into college football. Everything to do with the college football playoff, the Jim Arbaugh scandal, and they end talking NBA, in-season tournament, Victor Wembanyama, struggles with their own town, Cleveland Cavaliers, and more. The special edition of the Brand War Podcast on the 1st of December begins now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, general agents, this is another special edition of Brandon's World. Today, I have with me good friend of the show. He is back on Brandon's World since the last time we did the fair or foul edition course of the NFL season. It is CM Punk aficionado. My man, we're going to get all into it today, but I first got to introduce the one and only Jalen Sandvuk. Boys. We're back in the building. It's been so long since I've spoken to you guys. So much has changed. People have jumped companies. Teams have come out of the rough. NBA drama. It's it's been so long, boys. I, I miss you guys a lot. I appreciate Brandon for having me as always. I'm excited. Jalen, we have to start today. By no place other than, now we're recording this uh, about 72 hours after Survivor Series. I started today's Brandon's World on a Tuesday by talking about it. The absolute buzzing that I still have from when that music known as the Cult of Personality hit the All-State Arena in Chicago Saturday night, my friend at Survivor Series, CM Punk, as he said last night on Monday Night Raw, is home. Now, I, I want to preface this by saying I sat down and I watched all three hours of Raw last night because Randy Orton's but let's not forget about this. Randy Orton's back too. So then you got that. But you know me, man. I'm a sucker for CM Punk. I am the biggest Sucker for that man, regardless of his backstage drama, his antics. That man, I I fell in love with wrestling because of Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, and John Cena. And seeing that man walk down a WWE ramp again, it, it, it almost brought me to tears. There was something so special. It was special when he was in AEW, just for the fact that he was in a ring. But the fact that he took a picture with Paul Triple H Levesque with the biggest smile on his face, oh, man, it just made me feel like what a time. What a time this is. And, man, I'm still buzzing. He's the best in the world. So when 2023 began, uh, who would have thought that, one, WWE would have been sold? Two, Randy Orton is back after being told he probably should never wrestle again. Uh, CM Punk is back in a WWE ring. Edge, Adam Copeland, is in an AEW ring. I mean, what kind of year has 2023 been for professional wrestling, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it? If you would have asked me 
my eight-year-old self or when he leave 2014 so my nine-year-old like the beginning of 2014 is when he when he exited so i was probably nine years old at that point if you were to tell me man in the year 2023 when you turn 18 years old your favorite wrestler is gonna walk back through that curtain i would have said you're nuts i probably would have said you're nuts if if i if someone said hey there's gonna be another company that is gonna rival this company and, and i'm gonna be able to sit here and, and talk about edge competing for another company let alone competing you know what i'm saying like oh i know when he returned in 2011 i never thought he would step back for that curtain again so what you felt like last night was what i felt like uh, at the royal rumble 2020 you mentioned uh that 2014 when he walked out of wwe i want to take you back to that night because i remember that night specifically and i don't know if you remember why because the night that he left WWE, he was actually located about 20 minutes from where I live right now in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I do, I do remember this. I, 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 I've, I witnessed his last Royal Rumble. It was in Pennsylvania that year. Do you remember this? It was. I remember. For Christmas, I, I was fortunate enough. My parents were fortunate enough love you guys by the way they'll listen to this segment because let me just go off track here my dad is the biggest mark for professional wrestling and he will never admit it but he he he's a mark and i that's my guy but me and him were lucky enough to sit in in pittsburgh that night we were in pittsburgh and of course you knew the stipulation punk had to come out at one and fight the gauntlet, but then you had corporate Kane and those ugly slacks choke slam him through a table. And that was the last we saw him on television. That was it. That was, that was, that was crazy. That was uh, to me, like, obviously at that point in my life, like scripted kayfabe was still a thing to me. So to me, I just thought he's going to come out on Monday and then, he just never showed up and since then on like TLC was in Cleveland the next year and I was hoping just maybe I wore my CM Punk shirt I was like just maybe and he just never showed up and then I got older and I realized what backstage politics were and it kind of broke my heart honestly to see him leave the way he did I, I didn't appreciate it and I'm just glad to have him back in the wrestling ring. Man, um, you know, me and my dad were there in 2014 that night in Cleveland when he walked out a half an hour before the show. And we didn't, nobody knew that night that he had walked out. Um, if you remember, uh, Alberto Del Rio that night wrestled Kofi Kingston. Um, right. That's right. It was only supposed to be like a 15-minute match. It ended up being like a 20, 25-minute match. And we're all like, why is this match going on for so long? And it ended up being that they just you know, made him go longer because that was going to be Punk's spot. And ironically, uh, Punk quit WWE because he did not want to fight Triple H at WrestleMania. And the man that brings him back completely in the fold, Paul Triple H, Levesque, hey, you can't make this stuff up. 
beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, my friend. It's the whole wrestling world is just one big, beautiful, bruising storyline that I am deeply investing in. I, something feels so right about seeing seeing Punk back in the WWE. It feels better. He he looks younger when he walks through that. He game. does. He, and as I texted you, I believe it was Saturday night. There's something about CM Punk being in WWE that's so right. And there's something about Edge being in AEW to me that just feels so wrong. It's like we're on the complete opposites of the spectrum of our two favorite wrestlers of all time. See, I don't think this is a bad thing for Edge. I like what Edge is doing. I think this is fun. I... I know the AEW's getting a lot of flack lately, and Tony Khan's a mark, as MJF would say. And man, I love MJF, but that's for another. That's for another. Man, I I love MJF too. Unfortunately, the bidding war of 2024 is over because he resigned with AEW a year ago, and no one wants to talk about it. <laughs> but no, I mean, I I gotta say, like, I I know we're switching gears a little bit here, but I know Edge is gonna face Christian. On Dynamite, or you know, Adam Copeland's gonna face Christian Cage, or you want to say it, Dynamite, couple weeks in Montreal. But I don't know, it just kind of feels like they're giving away such a big money match on television. Like it all, it already feels like the feud's been drawn out. Like I didn't like the idea of the six man trio and full gear. Like I'm just not digging it, man. I see the way I look at it is. It's it's not it's not for storyline. AEW is never gonna be for storylines, and that's what might kill them in the long term. But if you want a good free match on television, they'll give it to you every week. Every week I'm I'm sitting there and my jaw's dropping, which I'm not saying I don't do for WWE, but I do it for different reasons when I tune in. I'm not doing it because I get to watch Roman Reigns wrestle on on free television. I'm doing it because CM Punk came back or Jey Uso said yeet again. I'm, I'm, I'm Who would have thought that's the most over thing in the company right now outside of Punk? It's, it's, it's two words. It's yeah and yeet. Two phrases are the most over in the company right now. And that just shows like how, st not stupid, but how creatively simple that you have to be to get over. Like, like, look at uh, this is off topic, but yes, yes, yeah, yeah. it was, yeah, it was one word, yeah. It, yeah, it's one word that that little kids can say, that babies can say, that adults can say, that elder people can say. Everybody says it. Like, that's what you need, and I feel like right now AW kind of doesn't have that. I yeah, mean, I, I think it's two different styles. You you know me. You know I've I've said my feelings, and again, I know you like AEW. My partner over at Championship Reigns, a big fan of of all elite wrestling. Um, I do think that at this point, it's two different styles, and I, you know, I understand why people like the the AEW style. I can see it. My biggest criticism of them. And it's one that you see. Well, I really have two. One of them is that Tony Khan is literally Vince-esque. He is a child. He's basically Vince McMahon who acts like a child. And then number two is 
because as you talked about, they're giving you all these three matches and three matches on television with no story. They, in my opinion, do not do a good job at taking a casual viewer like myself that may tune in, you know, once a week, once a month, whatever it may be, and get you up to speed on the product or give you a reason to tune back in. I I agree to a certain extent. Like, I feel like AEW is for the diehards. Like you can't just like not watch one week. You have to continuously. But so many guys, like I've, I, I think it's also due to the fact that I've seen a lot of these guys perform independently. Like I've seen Sammy perform independently. I've seen Darby Allen independent stuff, and, and I've I've seen MJF. There's actually a promo on uh my my buddy who owns a wrestling company i mentioned him before there's a promo that mjf is cutting like a young like 20 year old 19 year old mjf and like just seeing these guys like prosper from the gyms to like the not the biggest stage but a bigger stage it's just i i like it and i appreciate the grind that they put in to make it here so maybe right, that's Taylor. Cool. so cm punk is back Randy Orton, as you mentioned, is also back. The man that hears voices in his head right now is shooting with the Judgment Day and Dominic Mysterio. My question, though, is not necessarily for their, their feuds right now. We know we have a huge WrestleMania coming up in about four months from Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. How are we booking first your guy, CM Punk, and then also... Randy Orton, is he going to be a face? Do you turn him ill? What do we do with Randy and Punk? Okay, so Punk needs a, a face run, one last face run, and then I want him to be the most evil, cocky, 2012, kicking Jerry Lawler in the face, getting on the, getting on the, remember when he sat on the commentary desk, crisscross applesauce, and said, this is not a, a popularity contest. This is the WWE, and I I do was, remember that. I want that punk, and I oh, but you can't have two evils. So I can either have evil evil statistic Randy, or I can have evil punk. And right now I'm itching for some Randy first. So turn Randy heel ASAP and give me that like 2009 like bald head Randy. The psychopath, like, give me that, Randy. Since since Riddle obviously gone, which we all saw that coming. The dude, the dude can't stay off the weed. Oh, we needed Riddle to come back, and we could get an RK Pro reunion. Oh, I would, I would mark for that so hard. I, I, you have no clue. <laughs> We got an R Truth return. Why can't we get a Riddle return? Come on now. <laughs> As Triple H has squintly put in the press conference uh, on Saturday Night Survivor Series, the biggest return of Survivor Series was R Truth. That, 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 yeah, yeah. My, uh, my eight year old self loves it. Loves me some little Jimmy, some, some R Truth comedy. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But back to the question at hand. Man. You got to put him with Rollins, right? Because right now, that's the most realistic storyline you're going to get. There's real hate there. 
uh, Rollins obviously has spoken at interviews at 2K, said, keep Phil away from me, keep Phil out of the company. And uh, like uh, Punk has said in the past, when you name drop someone, their actual name, like when he said, this is Phil Brooks talking to Paul Levesque, it adds some of that that realism to the story. So right now you have the realest story in professional wrestling. And I don't care if they don't say wrestler anymore. These are the two two of the best wrestlers on the planet right now. And I, you could say Punk's old and slow. Well, yeah, he's 40 years old. But this man could still put on a match and give you a show. So I think you go Rollins and Punk for the world title. Night one. Night one, obviously. So that's your closer night one. You put Randy night two, like somewhere in the middle. You don't put a main event. You, you might put him uh, maybe like in the middle somewhere, like before bef- before the main event. Put him, put him there. I, I can see that because obviously we know the main event, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns. That's pretty much spe- spelled out or The Rock. But if, I, if I'm booking, I'm putting Randy because – you put Randy night two instead of night one because there's going to be a lot of casuals who are just here for Punk and Randy. Yep, yep. So you got to have them invested in both nights. You can't just I, throw them all under one night. I completely concur with that. I'm going to push back a little bit, though, on you wanting Randy to turn heel. I can see where you're coming from, but I got to say this. Before he turns heel, Randy was so over. He may have been the most over as a face Randy's ever been prior to the injury, and some of that had to do with Riddle, but I got to tell you, the pop for Randy was getting along was astronomical. I need Randy Orton versus the Tribal Chief. Probably not going to have it at WrestleMania, but is it a Royal Rumble match? I think absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, if they're doing that, then keep him face. But, but man... Do I miss me some evil Randy? I, 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 you could say when I was younger, I hated this man so much. But now, the older I get, I guess the grumpier I get. I miss me some evil Randy. All right. So, last wrestling question for you. You kind of alluded to it before. Um, okay. We know we have two options on the table for the travel sheet, the end of the table. Our undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. One being Cody Rhodes, the other obviously being The Rock. If he's available, we know the writer strike and the actor strike are over by now. We have no idea what The Rock status is going to be for WrestleMania. Everybody wants Cody to finish the story. I know you do as well, but I'm sorry if The Rock is available. This is the year. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, one of the oddest wrestling towns in all of, in all of the sport, as Gunther would say. Um, I think this is the year you pull the trigger. Roman, Rock, SummerSlam, you do Roman, Punk, and then WrestleMania 41, Roman, Cody, numero dos. Can, can, can I backtrack for a second? It's in Philly, right? So you know how over Paulie is going to be? Not Paul Heyman, no. To that Philly crowd, he is Paulie Dangerously, the owner of ECW, the diehards. This crowd, if they anything with Roman Reigns, 
I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Cody. I don't care if it's Rock. I don't care if it's Punk. I don't care if it's Hornswoggle. They're they are gonna eat whoever is on the opposite side of that ring alive. And I know this because it's Philadelphia, and they are the most evil fans in the world. Brandon, I'm sorry, but I'm calling your Philly fans out. They booed Santa Claus, okay? What? Who booed Santa? Anyway, you... You you put you put Paulie on the side of the ring, and I'm gonna refer to him as Paulie because that's what Philly knows him as. And you you're gonna get a rocking crowd. So no matter what, it'll it'll draw. It'll be great money. I won't be mad. Just as long as Cody gets the belt eventually, I just want the story to be finished. So then we can get another drunk press conference. <laughs> We can get another drunk press conference with Jey Uso and Cody <laughs> Rhodes. Yeah. All right. That was the greatest promo. Hold on. That was the greatest promo. Greatest interview we've ever had. I'm just throwing it out there. All right. Y'all have Jalen. Um, you know, a lot of people lately have been taking shots at my Philadelphia Eagles. They've been taking shots at my head coach. They've been taking shots at my team saying we're not good, we get lucky, this and this and that. And I'm sitting here saying, do you know how hard it is to beat the Philadelphia Eagles? In order to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, you have to do what the New York Jets did with Zach Wilson out of all quarterbacks and have four turnovers, have Jalen Hurts play the worst game of his life and not turn the ball over yourself. I mean, this team, it doesn't matter if they score three points in the first half, seven points in the first half, can't run the ball in the first half, can't move the ball. They just come out on Buffalo and say, hey, you know, we'll put up about 34 points in the second half. But they come out in Kansas City, eh, we'll, we'll shut you on in the second half. We'll get a victory. There is something to the resiliency of the team and the resiliency of Jalen Hurts, who I think currently right now as we speak is the MVP leader. Now they go into San Francisco, and people think that San Francisco is going to beat up all on them, and my team is frauds, and this and that. And I just don't believe it. I think the Eagles have shown week in and week out, currently as we speak right now, they are the best team in football. And I think the haters just want to see Philly fall because they don't like Nick Sirianni because they think he's a cocky head coach. Ah, man, I get to talk about your – I get to land your Eagles real quick. Okay, this is going to be fun. You can land in my lines all you want after this, but, man, your, your Eagles. Let's let's talk about it. Let's start with your with your quarterback. Let's, let's start with good old Jalen Hurts. And you know my take on Jalen. I'm always going to be biased because we share a name, and he's a baller. But all of his rushing touchdowns are the most – Phony rushing touchdowns in the NFL. The touch push should not be a thing. That's oh, Jalen. Oh, Jalen. You are going to make me triggered. This is – oh, a triggered Brandon is exactly what I want. Let's let's throw it back to those days when me and you would, would go at it before we ever stepped foot on a podcast together. The touch push shouldn't be a thing. Your quarterback's a little overrated right now, buddy. Do you want to ban a perfectly legal play because nobody else can stop it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Who who you to stop Jason Kelsey? That man's built like a semi. 
No, I mean, it's... is that my phone? Is that my team's phone that we're legal? You know, if it no, was but illegal... the fact that that counts as rushing TDs. He's leading the league in rushing TDs because the touch was he's not doing it on his own. Uh, by the way, who scored the game-winning touchdown against Buffalo with his legs? That was not a brotherly shove. He's playing Buffalo for Christ's sake. You know what? They're going through the biggest dumpster fight I've ever seen. It is, it is a legal formation where the two backs line up next to the quarterback behind the line of scrimmage, which you are allowed to do, by the way. You only have to have a certain amount of people on the line of scrimmage, and they push him. Now, I don't think they're going to ban the play necessarily. They're not going to ban the formation. They may ban the fact you're not allowed to push the quarterback from behind. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. You guys are – the Eagles – Tush push is like when you're playing that kid in Madden and he runs hurry up over and the same play over and over and over again. Yeah, but the difference is you can't stop it. At least in Madden, you can stop it. You can't. Look, I I give a lot of flack to Lamar Jackson, and I have to say he's a running back, but God, he earns his yards unlike a certain Jalen Hurts. They better give Jason Kelsey the biggest contract the center's ever seen. Jason Kelsey's going to probably retire when we win the Super Bowl this year. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, I agree. I think – I don't know about that. I haven't really thought about Super Bowl yet. I know we're halfway through, but there are so many teams who could just shock you and and, and, and just Josh Dobbs can – Go off, even well, though last well, night you looked. Josh Dobbs can barely score a touchdown against the Bears. Uh, before, <laughs> be, before we get to the team that Josh Dobbs should be playing for right now, and I think you know what that team is, and well, we'll get to it. Um, I want to make a quick comment on your Detroit Lions. Oh, God. Um, no, I mean, you listen to the podcast at the time. You listen to my thoughts on championship rings with good old Josh Unger. Uh, so you know my thoughts on the Lions. And that is, I think they're a really good team. Um, I was disappointed, obviously, as all people were, that bet the Lions minus seven and a half on Thursday against the Packers on Thanksgiving. But that doesn't change my opinion. I feel the same about the Lions as I did when I talked to you before the season. They're going to be a very good team. They're going to win a home playoff game. They need another weapon on the outside. Jared Goff has struggled a little in the last couple of weeks. I still think he's a very good quarterback. You need another corner. I don't think your roster is up there yet with San Francisco or Philly. And I think Dallas, it would only really come down to who has the ball last. Yeah, I think we can give Philly a fight. I don't know if we walk out of there victorious, but I think we can give you guys a fight. I, I think we catch guys off guard a little bit. Uh, we're able to run the ball very, very well. And uh, as both the teams that I love, the, the Browns and the Lions, of course, we, we know how to run the ball. And uh, Josh Unger, hold on a second. Josh, I'm going to give you some criticism about my Detroit Lions. Don't ever say Jared Goff can play in the cold because he can't. I love the man, but he can't. So the next time you're sitting on championship rings and you say, oh, well, Jared Goff did it. No, he didn't. He has so much to prove still. And this is against my own team, and I'm fired up. He has so much to prove. So the next time you tell Brandon that Jared Goff can play in the cold, just, just don't. 
just don't, buddy. I love you. I love your show, but just don't. I've never laughed so hard on a podcast for the first half hour in my life. Um, all right, here, here's the deal. Mr. Stefanski, comma, Kevin. Um, there are Brown fans out there that legitimately think this guy deserves coach of the year, and I don't know what kind of crack they're smoking. Um, listen, it's Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski both of their phones at the trade deadline when the Browns did not inquire about even a Jimmy Garoppolo, a Jacoby Brissett, a Josh Dobbs. Uh, to go on and protect yourself from a Deshaun Watson potential injury. Because as I told you, I felt like Deshaun Watson was injured since week three and shouldn't have played for the rest of the year. Regardless, the Browns, and a lot of you will bang on me, because when I do my best bets every week, I take Pittsburgh almost every single week, and I know what I'm getting from the Steelers. And even though Browns fans hate the Steelers, I know you do too, you got to face it. The Browns and Steelers are basically a carbon copy of each other. They don't have very good quarterbacks. They have pretty good weapons. They have decent head coaches. One's an offensive, one's a defensive guy. They have great defenses that basically have to own you to 13 points so you're not going to win the game. Look, I can, I can bag on Stefanski forever and ever. And you know this. Everyone who said, oh, $230 million, what a waste. Yeah, what a waste. But what a waste of, of a head coach when when you could have kept, you know you know what name I'm going to say right now, Brandon, and I think you do. You could have kept Greg Williams. You love that man, and I love that man. And I think when Greg was the head coach, that's when Baker was fired up, and he knew how to use Baker. And then what happened? And then we got analytic Kevin over here uh, uh, throwing the ball on third and two. Why, why are we throwing the ball on third and two? We have the best running back in the league. And then your running back goes down. Oh, well, well, at least we still got our $230 million quarterback. Oh, and Cream Hunt size again. But we still won't run the ball. We still won't run the ball. And then you're putting Deshaun Watson in these awkward situations where – Obviously, you know he hasn't played a full season of football since since COVID or yeah, COVID. Yeah, the COVID he, season. He hasn't played a full season of football, so then you're gonna you're gonna send him in there. He's gonna get killed. You're not opening up the uh, uh, the offense at all. The defense knows exactly what you're doing. You're putting uh, Deshaun Watson does not belong in the shotgun. He doesn't belong there. You know what works, but you. Run these ridiculous, stupid plays every single week, like the flip and reverse. What was that? We were in the game. The yeah, game was still I, winnable. I honestly, if, if you listen to the podcast yet today, I don't know if you have yet, but I felt like that that cost me my last best bet. I could have went perfect in best bets this week. I thought the Browns were on their way to victory, and then Kevin Stefanski calls that. Of course, Kevin Stefanski screwed you because he's been screwing us since 2020. He didn't even win that playoff game. Everyone says, oh, under Kevin Stefanski, we went to the playoffs. Yeah, but did we win under Kevin Stefanski? No, we did not. No, he was in his basement with COVID. He wasn't he wasn't winning jack. Let me let me tell you something. G give me give me any head coach. Give me give me 75-year-old Bill Belichick, and I'll go uh, out there with P.J. Walker, and we'll, we'll make him a star. We're not going to do our verses. We're going to do what he's good at. We're going to do – we're going to find what our players are good at, and it's not going to be all about analy 
analytics, Kev. Okay, listen here, buddy. Sometimes you need to step away from the analytics to win games. I love the energy you're bringing tonight. Uh, all right, I can ask you on two fascinating teams. They're both pretty bad, but they both have fascinating situations. One of them is Chicago. Um, listen, in my opinion, the most important staff for a quarterback is winning. Justin Fields has won six career starts. I don't care how he looks like. Um, the fact of the matter is there's a generational prospect out there at USC named, named Caleb Williams. And I said it today. If I was Chicago, if I get, you know, the first and fourth pick, I'm trying to trade Justin Fields. Can I get an extra second, an extra third? Maybe I can entice Arizona then to move up or move back, maybe from two to four. I get, you know, Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison from Ohio State, and I reset my franchise. Like, if, if I'm Chicago, I'm getting rid of the coach. I'm giving the general manager, I think, one more year to see if he can hire the right coach. I'm going with an offensive coach. I'm going with Caleb Williams. And I'm going with Marvin Harrison Jr. if I get the chance. And that's how you will reset your franchise. I disagree. I, I, Brendan, me and you don't disagree a lot. You know this. We agree on most. But, but buddy, I disagree so much. And maybe it's a bit biased because I love Justin Fields. But, man, I think that kid's going to be good. I think if you give him DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr., how good would that Chicago team be in three to four years? That was my dark horse coming out of uh, when we did the podcast uh, before the season started. I yeah. said Chicago in Atlanta. And Chicago only fails because Matt Eberflus is a defensive coach. Even that, you know it. Everybody's giving me flack. I said these defensive coaches do not understand the urgency of the quarterback position and the offense out of the ball. Look no further than Buffalo where Josh Allen has to play hero every single week. Josh Allen is playing far from hero. I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo starts booing him out of the building. Jesus. Well, I'm telling you right now, Josh Allen played his best game he played in two years at Philadelphia, played very well against the Jets. I know it's the Jets. But that new offense with Joe Brady, that is a different offense. Yeah, yeah. That, that is scary, but it's too late. I'm sorry, but it is it's too late in my book. It, okay, it, so 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 back to Chicago real quick though. So you're gonna take Marvin Harrison Jr. Would you take him if you get the number one pick? What are you doing? Are you taking Harrison? Are you trading it? You take Harrison. You have to because you already listen. You already have a weapon in DJ Moore, right? You have a pretty decent tight end and a quarterback who who still has some promise. I don't I don't when when you're this early in the league, I don't care about wins. Look at look at look at your boy Tom Brady that you love so much. What did he do for his first years in the league? Oh, that's right. He sat on the bench. That's right. And now look yeah, at I, I don't know by year 2, year 3, he was getting the game winning drive in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Justin year 2, year 3. But also Brady wasn't injured. Justin Fields gets injured. That's a pro that's the problem is he takes these big hits, he gets banged up. He, he's going to be good. You just have to give him time. And uh, that's the same uh, that's the same as as back to Watson. That's the same thing. Just give him a little bit to adjust and maybe a new head coach, but the, we're not on that topic. But the Bears 
the Bears are going to be a good team with Justin Fields. I don't want Caleb Williams. If I if I'm the Bears, I'm sticking with Maserati Marv, and we're riding Justin Fields till the wheels fall off. What do you do then at four? Let's say the pick's at four. That would be their own pick. Obviously, the number one pick being Carolina. Try to trade it. See what you can get for it. Okay. Now, the other team I have to ask you about. You know where I'm going. Bill Belichick's football team. Oh, God. Uh, they, they're a mess. Uh, I mean, they, they are a complete mess. There are rumors out there. Belichick's heading to Washington. I don't know how much I believe it. Um. I mean, this is their highest pick they're going to have probably in the next 10 years. They have to go quarterback because Mac Jones isn't the answer, but they also need about 500 skill position players because they haven't drafted a wide receiver in 10 years. I mean, I guess you could convince me if Bill gives up the general manager power, give them one more year if they go out and they draft a quarterback, but something's got to change here. They cannot keep drafting guards and kickers for seven rounds and not giving these receivers and this quarterback anything to work with. Again, I don't think Mac Jones is great, but I don't think he has anything to work with. You know, I've been pretty loud, pretty fired up, but for the Patriots segment, I'm just going to talk like this, like Bill does during press conferences. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I really believe that Bill's probably done after this year. Uh, I told my guys to be ready this week, and uh, we weren't ready. That, that's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, yeah. When yeah, you lose I, the Giants, I mean, your season's over. Yeah, yeah. Bill, 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 what's going on here? You don't have your butt buddy no more? You don't have Tom Brady anymore? You think you can just lose? You can go from being the greatest coach of all time to having the worst two Two years, it's been a dumpster fire in there. It's so bad you have to put in How do you even say his first name? Bailey Zapper. Bailey Zapper. I mean, I thought they could at least beat Tommy DeVito. He's Italian. He's he's Italian. He's got that Italian edge. I like that, man. I like him. I like him a lot. Maybe because I got a little bit of Italian, too. So we, we got something in common. But I like that man's swagger. He's got a little bit of swagger, and I like it. I'm here for it. Jalen, we got to go to the college football because, in my opinion, I know you're not going to like this because I know you're a huge Ohio State fan, but I'm sorry, buddy. Michigan, even without Jim Harbaugh, even if they were cheating, who cares? Everybody cheats in college football. They were so beating people down by 50. Uh, Michigan, in my opinion, this year is the best team in college football. And I think it's going to be very fascinating to see what happens between the Alabama-Georgia game and the uh, Oregon-Washington game that both occur this weekend. I said today on Brandon's World, I think Alabama, or excuse me, not Alabama, I think Georgia and Michigan, who obviously take apart Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game, I think those two teams are already in. I think it ultimately comes down to if Alabama beats Georgia, lost to Texas, but if they beat what's presumed the number one team in the country, they have to be in the college football playoff. And then it will ultimately come down to who wins that game between Oregon and Washington that would occur the night before. If Bama does not win, then I think Oregon and Washington both probably get in unless Washington beats Oregon. Then I think it probably goes to Texas. What's your old thought this year on the college football playoff? So, um, 
Yeah, uh, to be quite frank with you, I, I, I'm a, I'm a bitter Ohio State fan right now, but I have to take the tough pill to swallow. And you, if any Michigan fans are out there listening, good game, guys. You, you guys beat us, like you guys outplayed us, man, and it, it sucks. And you can tell there's kind of a sadness in my voice because I know Marvin Harrison's done, and I'm never gonna see him play again, but. I did read a graphic that we still have a slight chance to slip in. And if that does happen, I, I'm praying it does. I don't know where it's going to get us because we're probably just going to get killed. But I'm praying we slip in. But if not, like you said, I think Michigan walks out na- national champs. And I, 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 if I had to lose to anybody, I'm glad it would be the national champs. That's what I, That's what I'll say. Yeah, Michigan feels to me like the best team in the country this year. Again, I think Michigan and Georgia are sort of right there. I'm going to find this so fascinating because they, a lot of people don't want to put Alabama in. They want to put Washington in. They want to put Oregon in. They want to put Texas in. They even want to put Ohio State in, as you said. To me, if Bama beats Georgia with their only loss being to Texas, but Bama would defeat the back-to-back national champion, and the uh, the you know Georgia's only loss of the year. Bama has to be in at that point. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm not a fan of Bama. Everyone knows this. I I I bash Bama a lot. If you if you hang around me, you know I bash Bama, and uh, I agree though. I think they got they got to get in. That's the. Uh, that's that. They've been playing phenomenal football. Not as good as Michigan, so I feel like Michigan's a lock because they played phenomenal football. Um, I also feel like if you if you wanted to, you could slip Ohio State in and possibly have the national championship rematch. We could have a Michigan-Ohio State rematch for the Natty. The, the only way you slip Ohio State in is if Oregon loses to Washington because that's put Oregon at two losses. Bama would have to lose to Georgia. That puts Bama at two losses. And then Texas would have to lose. I don't know who they're playing off the top of my head. Um, but Texas would have to lose. Hey, man. I, I, I prayed for crazier things in my day. I prayed for LeBron James to come back down 3-1. So, and it happened. So I could, I could pray for this one. Okay, so so this is interesting. So Texas right now is currently number seven. They play number 19 Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game at noon. So they play early Saturday. So you, you will be rooting as an Ohio State fan for Oklahoma State Georgia, I mean, if Iowa somehow knocks off Michigan, then we all know that's not going to happen. But I would root for Georgia, Oklahoma State, and then on Friday night before all that occurs, you have to root for Washington because if Oregon wins, if that's Washington's only loss, then you get a debate between essentially, this is going to be the crazy part, if Bama wins and Oregon wins, you're getting a debate between basically Washington and Oregon slash Alabama as to who gets those final two spots. Because we know Michigan and Georgia are watching the CFP. Michigan will definitely beat Iowa. We know Georgia, they lose to Bama. That being their only loss, they would still get in, being that they're the back-to-back national champions. See, if this happens, this would be the craziest. This would save – 
Listen, this would save Brian Day's job so much, and he wouldn't have to do anything. If he's somehow able to sneak in, this would save Ryan Day's job for another year, and I would be so bittersweet because, yes, my college team is in the playoffs, and we're going hard, and we're making a run for this thing, but, God, I hate Ryan Day more than anything. Okay, I so, so Jalen, as an Ohio State fan, I, and I'm, I'm sorry to, to, to interrupt, but I, I want to know this thinking of college football fans because I just don't get it. Your coach literally loses one game a year and everybody acts like he's the worst coach in the world. I don't understand that logic, especially when next year the college football playoff is going up to 12 teams. So even if you were to lose, God forbid for you, to Michigan again, you're absolutely pretty much guaranteed to be in the playoff now every single year going forward. But, Brandon, you don't get it. This isn't uh, This isn't about the playoffs. This is losing to the team up north you don't understand. This is like you losing to the Cowboys. But I'm not going to fire my if, – if if the Eagles go 16-1, and one, let's say, one year, and our only loss was to Dallas, or, you know, 15-2, and two, we lose to Dallas twice. We're not firing the coach because we lost three to straight, Dallas twice. And won the three straight, three straight, Brandon. Three straight. Three straight, three years straight, I've sat on on different buddies' couches in pain for three years straight. When well, Urban Meyer was down there, well, I never well, had to worry about it. Straight, Michigan has been the better football team. Jim Arbaugh's finally got a quarterback, and look what happened. J.J. McCarthy's going to go in the first round this he year. He's not an NFL quarterback. He should yes, not. He, he's going to go in the first round. He's a very good quarterback. Um, with the Michigan at the quarterback advantage this year, not so sure next year Ohio State should win. Michigan's not going to be the same team. We don't even know if Harbaugh is going to be there, going to be on the sideline. Is he going to be in the NFL? We have no idea. Uh, the recruits are not going to be as good. They're going to have about 20 first-round draft picks, and that's not an exaggeration. Um, what is it? Next year Ohio State should win, but this year I said going anyway. Michigan's gonna win the game 23 to 20. They just had a better roster, and that's okay because when you, these rivalries are even like this for an unbiased observer of the sport, it makes it a whole lot easier to watch than oh, can't wait to watch Ohio State beat Michigan 62 to 10 again. Oh, I love that. I love spanking Michigan. I don't want a close game. That's like that's like if you're like, oh, Cavs. If, if 2016 came around and you asked me, oh, would you rather have the Cavs win by three in the finals or win by 40? Obviously, I'm going to choose by 40. It's a different sport. You don't learn basketball to college football. College football is even a different sport to the NFL. Maybe the concepts now are similar, but with the recruiting, the transfer portal, the rivalries, it's a completely different sport. Here's can we talk about hardball real quick? I, I've wanted to touch on this with you. Yes. Here's my take on hardball. I, as an Ohio State fan, I don't like that man. But cheating, really? This is what we're booking him for. We're booking him for cheating. What? What are we five? Well, what's going on here? Urban Meyer was grinding with a with a woman at a bar, and no one said anything about that. Oh my. God, they would say no one said anything about that. But we're gonna book this man for cheating. So I, I don't, I don't think that Harbaugh deserves the flag. But I do think he's gonna end up in the NFL. I think he's going straight to Chicago. Yeah, I would not take that job. 
Um, no, I won't I think, I think I think Michigan is a really good job, and I said this. And this is not listen. I have I, you know nothing against Ohio State. Really, I know it sounds like I have something against Ohio State. I really don't. But the way the old suspension came down was it? It was on a Friday when Harbaugh was already on the team plane going to Penn State. It sort of feels like for some reason this Big Ten has a vendetta against Harbaugh. I don't know if it's because he pushed back. I don't know if it's Ryan Day. No, he couldn't beat Michigan, so he tried to get Jim Harbaugh suspended. I don't know what it is, but the timing of it was so weird. And I said this too. You know, again, could they have been cheating? Did they cheat? They probably did. However, at the end of the day, college football is stupid anyways because they don't allow headset quarterback communication because they say it's too hard to put a wire in the headset. You had to do everything on the sideline. And people don't realize how long it would take to get that signal to the coach for the coach to then get the signal to the play caller, for the play caller to then get that signal to the player, and for them to understand what they're going to do all in a matter of microseconds. It's like in Madden. You know, when you know that they're going to run, you can run, commit. Does it work sometimes? Yeah. Does it blow up in your face sometimes? Yeah, it does. Very much so. So, but I don't know. I don't think it has a huge effect on Michigan. They were blowing people out by 50, Jalen. Yeah. this That Michigan team reminds me so much of the Urban Meyer Meyer era, era team, when you had absolute studs, you you, you had you had a kid, uh, uh, you had a young Zeke, who was quarterback there, Braxton Miller, right? Braxton, no, it was Cardo Jones. That's right, that's right. Because our our starter went down. I was so young, I forgot. It, it was JT Barrett who went down. Yeah, yeah, JT Barrett. God, he was awful. He was so bad. But man, I this this Michigan team. If you're a Michigan fan, get hyped because this might be your only shot at an Addy for the next three or four years. This could be it. it at least, and by the way, for the record, JT Barrett was short in 2016. I don't want anybody to tell me otherwise. Michigan beat you guys that year. That that's the year that I thought it was rigged. That's the year. Hey, that I hey, 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 the, no, no, the, his body was over that line. Doesn't matter where the body is. It's where the ball, the ball was short by Aviar. Over the line, Brandon. That still gives me nightmare. Because way back when sports betting wasn't legal, I kind of had Michigan in that game. Ha, huh, ha, huh, well, well, that teaches you. You were what? You were 17 year old Brandon at the time? Little, yeah, little, about, yeah. Little, a little legal gambling going on. That's why you don't gamble against my Buckeyes. Hey, That's listen, what... I, I still bet on WWE odds on Bovada. Oh, dude. Man. Oh, what a time that was. That was God, that was... God what a time uh, it is in our sports industry. Jalen, <laughs> your favorite sport, the National Basketball association now my partner over at championship brings josh younger he and you are somewhere like where they really like the nba i'm not a huge nba fan specifically this time of year i really don't think the nba season really starts about christmas i don't really care that much about november basketball before we dive into the team that absolutely drives me nuts our hometown cleveland cavaliers 
I got to ask you, because I haven't asked you this question yet, and I haven't been to ask you, and I keep forgetting. Your thoughts on the in-season dumbass tournament. Oh, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What is it? Somebody, please explain. I've been watching the NBA since I, since my mother brought me home from the hospital since I was born. I, I can tell you when Kyrie hit the shot. I can tell you the timestamp. I can tell you where I was when Ray Allen bailed LeBron James out. But I cannot tell you the rules of this in-season tournament. I can't do it. People, people come to me. Yo, yo, Jay, you, you're a basketball fan, right? You, the the casual, the casual uh, gamblers who who like to make sixteen leg parlays on the NBA <laughs> when they don't know anything about the sport. Yo, Jay, you you know a lot about basketball, right? What's the in season tournament? And I do the same thing every time. I say I don't bleep and no. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have. Absolutely zero clue. Well, well, why why is everyone's courts look so flashy? And uh, I don't know. Was it inter interfering with the NBC? I don't know. I don't. I watch playing games. As a matter of fact, there's a play a playing game tonight that I'm probably going to tune into, and the Cavs play at seven thirty. Tip off seven thirty. I will be watching. I watch all basketball. It is. It is my drug. It is my happy place. But I cannot tell you what the in-season tournament is. What's what's the deal with the court? I mean, at least the Cavs have a normal court. I'll give them that. The one in Philly, I cannot watch the game in Philly. That See, thing was making my eyes hurt, man. <laughs> Dude, have you seen Chicago's? Chicago's is so bad. You know what? Like, I don't think I've seen Chicago. Oh. Oh, it looked like a five-year-old just spilled Hawaiian punch all over the court. And there you go. Let, let me see this. I got to see an image of this. Oh, my God. What it's the so, hell is that? It's so bad. Dude, I don't get it. Indiana's was awful, too. And, and um, guess what? We're in the wild card for that. Do I know how we got there? No. Do I hope we win? Yes. Do I know what we win? Absolutely not. Well, apparently, every player that wins gets five hundred thousand dollars, and they get a stupid in-season trophy. What is that? So it's just a, so it's just another award. Is your boy LeBron in here? Is no, he still in no. This was all on Adam Silver initially. I'm, I'm going to tell you why he did it. It was it was two reasons why they went ahead and did it. Number one was because the fact the NFL has basically taken away their day, which is Christmas Day, and turned it into an NFL day, made the NBA pissed off. And I'm not joking on that because the, the NFL just pried away Christmas Day from the NBA. The NBA wasn't happy about it, and the NBA feels like it will get some viewers away from an NFL game. The other reason is because of the TV media rights deal that's coming up at the end of not this season, but at the end of next season. They're going to try to get more games on ESPN, TNT, NBC may get involved, Apple may get involved, Peacock may get involved, all of these platforms, cable, broadcast, streaming. They want as many games as possible, and that package will be a part of the new TV rights deal. That's the two reasons they did it, and it's the only two reasons why they did it. Listen, 
I I don't like Adam Silver with his bald head. I don't like him whatsoever. He's so annoying. But if your boy LeBron Raymond James from Akron, Ohio, woo if he wins his in-game tournament, this is not on his accolade against that man no, on my screen. No, no Mike it's not. No, it's not. No, it will not count as an accolade. Though LeBron did become the the leader last night of most minutes played in NBA history. Another longevity. Uh, longevity. Michael didn't need longevity. Oh, okay, I'm not getting into this. Though we are not getting into that debate right now. Um, you know, you're the first true NBA fan that I talked to that said they don't like Adam Silver. A lot of the NBA. People that I talk to like Adam Silver. You, you, I I despise that man. Anyone who's heard that man talk, it hurts my soul. It is worse than watching Shaq and Barkley go at it on a Wednesday during a Utah Jazz day. It is awful. It is god awful. I'd rather listen to Shaq mumble through a broadcast. Like, God. I can't handle it, man. Jalen, I tried to tell you way back in the summer. I told you, go on YouTube. Type in a guy's name, Victor Wembenyama. And you texted me back. You said, wow, this kid is special. Now he's in the NBA, basically in his second ever game, posterizing Kevin Durant. He put the Spurs back on the map. No, I'm not the biggest fan of Greg Popovich. Whatever he said about Kawhi Leonard, I thought was just ignorant. Um, but nonetheless, Victor Wembanyama has brought the Spurs back to Providence. Listen, Wimby, you're not human. Buddy, if you somehow see this, you are not human. You are half robot, half french fry. You are built like a french fry, but God, you are entertaining to watch, kid. I I haven't felt so excited to watch player probably since, if you want me to be honest, probably since OKC Kevin Durant. I, th- I saw this man Superman dunk over Kevin Durant. Put him absolutely... Mopped the floor with that boy, put him directly on a poster, and I was out of my seat like I was six years old. It was great. I enjoyed it. Wimby, I hope you're here to stay, buddy, because you are entertaining to watch. My main man, formerly the All Things Covers podcast, which you want to listen to, Jalen, Joey Schneider, told me I was overrating Wimbanyama when I said currently right now in the NBA, I believe he's a top 20 player. Hmm. That see, that's interesting, Joey. Shout out, Joey. I I miss I miss you guys on the podcast, by the way. But it is what it is. Things life moves on. Joey's out here doing grinding. But Joey, I think that you need to do some highlight watching, my friend, because what this man is doing is I hate to say is LeBron James esque coming yeah. out of. The, Oh, God, I just made Brandon so happy, and I made all you LeBron fans ten times happier. But what he is doing is very LeBron-esque. Now, he's coming uh, out of the draft, put into a sucky situation. The Spurs sucked for so many years, but, man, this man is like Jesus himself. 
like gonna resurrect the Spurs. Oh man, it's so good to watch because if you, if you don't know, I love Pop. I've always loved Pop. Uh, yeah, we, I've never been a Spurs. I've never liked Pop. I think he's a cocky, arrogant asshole. He hasn't wanted to say <laughs> it. We're on YouTube. <laughs> hey, as, hey. As, especially when he grabs a microphone and says, "Don't boo Kawhi Leonard." That's his boy right there. That's your LeBron stopper. What do you mean, don't boo Kawhi Leonard? The only reason San Antonio even has those championships from 2014 is because a young 24-year-old Kawhi Leonard said, I got this, and shut down LeBron James. And he did, or as I like to call him, number two, who made the luckiest shot in literally the history of the NBA, and you might even agree with this. When he went boing, 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 boing off the rim and took my boy Joel Embiid out of the playoffs, and Joel Embiid may have a championship ring right now. You love your big man, and that that will always be. But let me ask you this: Do you love Wimby more than you love your big man? I love. Victor Wembanyama so much. Victor Wembanyama is a part of the big man's call. I like it better than your guy Nikola Jokic. I'll tell you that. Oh, how? 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 Are we doing this, Brandon? It is a Tuesday. I have school tomorrow. I don't have. I don't have to argue with you right now. How listen, can you listen. I that? gave up. I gave up. I gave it all you after the final. I said Nikola Jokic proved to me in that series he was the best player on the planet. But moving forward, I love Victor Wembanyama. I think he's going to be a top five player, you know, within the next couple of years here. I think Kim, Jokic is up there. LeBron, if he's still in the league, Steph Curry. I'm not sold yet on Luka Doncic. I know I'm the only person in the world. Come on. But I, he, he bitches too much of the rest for me. He's not a winning So did your boy LeBron. He reminds me a lot of Kyrie Irving, to be honest with you. Oh, um, oh, and you just hate Kyrie Irving. And they're on the same team. Home. Now, I don't like guys that cause drama. I don't it, like flashy guys. Listen, listen. It's not about I don't I don't care what you believe in COVID wise. I don't care what you believe in. This is about sports. Now, let me ask you this. Kyrie Irving, yes, he complained a little bit about the vaccine and he thinks the world's flat and he's going psycho. But is there anybody who can dribble a ball prettier than Kyrie Irving? Steph's close, but no, I, I don't think so. Exactly. Ty, now, don't the, give flack to Kyrie. Put all the political vaccine BS to the side because this is sports, he's folks. He's just a bad locker room guy. He drives me nuts. It's a lot like James Harden. James Harden drives me James nuts. James Harden is also 400 pounds right now. The, James oh, Harden. Listen, did I, did I not tell our good buddy Josh Unger that when he was trying to be nice to James Harden? I don't know if you watched this clip from Championship Ring. But it was when he just got traded to the corporate. And he was like, oh, Harden left this and Harden left that. And I said, no, here's what happened. Harden ate Oreos. He got fat as a horse and quit his way out of Houston. He got fat as a horse and quit his way out of Philly. And now he's just on the Clippers doing yadi daddy da because that team's a chemistry disaster. He's about as fat as Michael Kid Behind the Camera is right now. If you put them next to each other, I know you watch Kid Behind the Camera and your grandpa as a, as a kid. If you put Michael and James Harden next to each other, James Harden might be heavier because he's wide. He is, he's about as wide as the basketball rim. 
So, Jalen, I was going to talk to you about this team earlier, but it looks like we're saving them from last because I, I really am dreading the conversation. Um, <laughs> listen, I watch this team a lot like you do. You mentioned you're going to watch them tonight. Watching the Cavs, I need aspirin. <laughs> I, 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 I can't stand watching this team play. Tell me the last time they played a complete game from start to finish when they actually beat a legitimate team that didn't have all their starters out. I can't tell you. I mean, I mean, Mitchell's been hurt. Garland's been hurt. Jared Allen's been hurt. Evan Mobley's still playing like a pussy in year three. Oh, okay, here we go. J.B. Bickerstaff still hasn't figured out his rotations in year God knows whatever. I mean, Shrews has been a decent addition. They still don't have a great Bench. I'd like to see them get an actual backup point guard outside of Ty Jerome. But this team is soft as hell, man. Oh man, you you I'm fired up tonight, but man, I'm about to lock in for the for the last couple of minutes because this Cavaliers team, I don't need aspirin. I need some other drug. I need the powerful, most powerful thing they the doctors have. Give me some something. Just load me up because watching this team. Feels like I'm just like my, my head is just jumping out of like my brain is just ready to jump out of my skull. Like it is like I'm gonna just vomit everywhere. Karis Levert can't dribble the ball for God's sake. If that doesn't pass, when's the last time Levert passed the ball? Uh, uh, March 17, 2019, probably. <laughs> I, ever since he landed. Maybe, maybe, maybe lockdown because maybe he didn't want to get germs on his hands from the basketball, so maybe he passed it real quick. But that's it. And then you got M. Mobley who can't make a 15 footer for, for God knows why. So they just leave him open in the paint. And you know it's going to hit the front of the rim. You know it's going to hit the front of the rim. It's going to smack the front of the rim. And then here comes Jared Allen, big old seven foot softy, going to tap it, not even grab a rebound. Won't even put his hands up to grab a rebound. He's not going to grab the rebound. He's just going to tap it away. Just he, You ever notice that, Brandon? He yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, I can Jared Allen rather be playing Pokemon Go in his locker room. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, DG, DG's been playing all right, but besides that, Donovan Mitchell's having a down year. D Darius Garland is putting up numbers when Mitchell doesn't play, so that concerns me when, when your best player is playing well without your other player. That's a big concerning. Yeah, uh, you, got, you got Porter Jr., that kid's a baller. I, I that's Cavalier, and then for God's sake, I miss Isaac Okoro. Wait, Did hold you... on, stop. stop. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You came on this show in June. You eviscerated. You weren't even allowed to say the name Isaac Okoro. And this man right here has went upset. He missed his Isaac Okoro. Oh, wait a minute. Where did that come from? Listen, this man on the defense side of the ball. God, I never thought I would miss him in my life. But Isaac, I'm so sorry for everything I've ever said to you. You offensively, you are still absolutely, you're horrible. But defensively, you are a defensive glue, my friend. Bro, you are the defensive glue. Feet away. Every time he makes a basket, I fall to my knees and say, what just happened? <laughs> oh, this thing. 
The day I said this, because I guarantee when I come on in six months or so, I'm gonna say something about Isaac Okoro, and I swear to God, if if Chris Levert doesn't start passing the ball, I'm training you by the trade deadline, buddy. So ultimately, I do feel like when it comes to our Cavs, it's gonna be second rounded out or first rounded out, and that's why I'm not even looking forward to. You, talking about these calves, I but you know it's like, can we get to April already? Like I, I, I don't know if you agree with me on this or not, Jaywin, but I do feel like in the NBA, sort of a last sort of wrap up topic here. You know, November to March, and then April, May, and June are two completely different sports. You get a series, you get adjustments. You don't get back to backs. You play the same team you know, seven times in 14 days, whatever it may be. Like the regular season almost to me turns into a Mickey Mouse season and the real season in the NBA really starts in the playoffs because it's where the coaching matters, it's where the best teams play, and it's where the veterans like a Jimmy Butler actually show up to play. No, no, I, I don't agree. And this is because I'm a basketball fan, so I love basketball all year round. Um, that's how I kind of feel with baseball, not to switch topics, but like baseball doesn't start to me till October. Um, that's but, fair. No, that's fair. Um, I, I can see where, uh, a casual like yourself who only focuses on really one team. And then you focus on the stars, obviously your Jason Tatum, which is horribly overrated. Sorry, Boston fans. Thank just- you. Oh my God. Thank you. God. My partner over at Championship Ranks thinks he's a superstar. I Josh, don't see it. Josh, Josh, hold on. Is this how I'm ending the show? This is how I'm ending the show. I'm locking it. You think this man, Josh, oh, God. You think Jason Tatum is a superstar? When? When has he ever shown up for anything? The only thing he's really shown up for is Deuce's second birthday party. That's the only thing he's ever shown up for. As I keep saying, who was the best player in that series when they played Golden State in the finals for Boston? It was Jalen Brown. Brown. Thank you. I'd rather have Jalen Brown than Jason Tatum. Oh, my God. We actually agree. Yes, yes, I very much agree. And my my uh, my cousin Keith, uh, he's pretty much like my cousin. My cousin Keith, big big Boston fan, big 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 Boston fan. I told him I saw him at Thanksgiving, and we were sitting down. You know, I had to, I had to stir the pot a little bit. It was getting a little quiet in the in the family room. I had to stir the pot. I said, I'd rather have Jalen Brown than Jay Statham, and he looked at me absolutely sideways. And I said, When has he ever shown up for you? And then he goes, well, I admit, he had a down year last year. No, he has down years every year because he doesn't know when to show up in the playoffs. And that is how we win today's Brains World. Jalen, thank you so much. You're going to be coming back on here in a little bit less than a month because as part of the Brains World Christmas special this year, Fair or Foul will return an NFL-only exclusive edition where we pretty much break down the entire NFL season in fair or foul form. This man will be asking me questions related to the entire NFL season. That's right. That's right. I've already made a couple couple drafts. I've already got them done. Cannot wait. Jalen, thank you so much. Go ahead and shout out your social media stuff before we get out of here. Follow me on Instagram at... Jay's name 2005. I post a lot about music, a lot about sports. Um, 
if you if you like wrestling, obviously follow me there. I I rant a little bit about wrestling. I like a lot of wrestling. Um, if um, if you guys don't know, I also uh, am starting my own personal podcast. I'm announcing this to you too, Brandon. I'm I'm doing my own personal podcast, the, the Discord podcast. It'll be starting up soon. Uh, I'll let you guys know when that's done, but that should be fun. It's going to be all about sports and just personal things, funny stories. I might invite Brandon on there, and we can, we can tell some some YC stories. But that's that's in the works for me. That's why I've been so busy. But, yeah, thank you guys for having me, as always. I appreciate it. You guys always make me feel like family, and uh, let's just enjoy the holidays. Strap in. It's going to be fun. Absolutely appreciate it, bud. When we come back on Tuesday, Brandon's World, we break down all of the Week 13 NFL action. Until then, we'll see you guys next time. We are in collaboration with the one and only Voltage Live. Social media links are in the description below. And peace.